Didn't you do a great job? That's right. That's a hard job for most adults to do. And uh, thank you, Karina. All right. Well, how we doing? We ready to read the Bible a little bit and dive into it? Kiddos, you guys ready too? All right. Two kids ready, and one of them is Miss Sharon. And so, <sighs> I appreciate that. All right, so the title of today's message is How to Survive the Storm. And I know maybe some of us like storms. You like to maybe sit on the porch and watch the thunder and the lightning and hear the rain, pitter-patter, pitter-patter come down. Some of us are like the dog or the cat, and when the storm comes, you want to find the bed to crawl underneath. And you're not a fan of the storm. And... uh how to survive the storm. We, we've got a storm coming, uh, you know, uh, the hurricane that's out there in the Atlantic, and uh, we're concerned about that. But I'm not talking about that storm. I'm talking about the storms of life. And how many of you know, even kids know, sometimes storms, meaning hard things, rain down in your lives. And, and tough things happen. I can remember, wasn't exactly. Uh, that kind of storm. But I can remember when um, we found out that my oldest, Lydia, who's 15 now, was born. It was during a hurricane. And uh, my wife was pregnant. And uh, we, it was it was Hurricane Isabel. Y'all remember Isabel here? Some of y'all remember Isabel? And um, Hurricane Isabel came. And actually, I believe, landed as like a Category 2 or maybe even a tropical storm. But it just dumped massive amounts of rain, and then the winds took all the trees with it, and um, and we were without power for a week, at least here in some parts. Uh, where I, And we had actually, me and my wife lived in an apartment, this little teeny place over there by um, Little Creek Base, and um, and it was right by that, that body of water that's on the other side of Little Creek Base there, and so we were concerned that it was going to flood in our little apartment. We had a first floor apartment. So we put up the couch and the bed and stuff on on some bricks and, you know, try to get it ready. And uh, and then we came over here to my parents' house, just lived down the street, and um, and we lost power for a week. And I remember uh, my wife being pregnant, being hungry, being nauseous, and this is not the time to not have power and food, right? And uh, when you've got a pregnant wife, and, um, and, I, and man, it was kind of crazy. It was like the end of the world here. There were lines. There were lines at the various stores because only some stores were open. I remember like going to the KFC here on Holland Road. They had power, and everybody in the neighborhood knew it, man. And that place, man, we were fighting over the last chicken wing. And, um, I mean, it was crazy. But the storms come in and out of our lives. And, and I don't know, somebody has, has said either there's kind of three seasons of life. Either you're in a storm, you're getting ready to go into a storm, or you just got out of a storm, right? That's kind of how the seasons of life come. And, uh, and so Jesus here is, is telling us the storms are going to come. Be reminded the storms are going to come. The difficult things in our lives, there will be days of bad news. News that will try to crush you. News as we were at LifeWay Christian Store just the other day, picking up some things and... Um, uh, we were talking to the man there. They were actually closing up and, and trying to get out in a hurry because his wife had called him for emergency. His six-year-old daughter, uh, has she's on hospice care. She has a terminal 
illness, uh, brain aneurysm, and her name was Lydia. And we're like, oh, man, our oldest is Lydia, and so we're going to be praying for you. What's her middle name? Her name is Grace. Man, it was just really uh, just crazy uh, But to think about that. But here's this precious family with a six-year-old who's on hospice care. And um, these things happen. And I know that we live in America, and we often can convince ourselves that we're protected and we're comfortable and we're healthy and all of my money and all of my insurance and all of my toys and all the great medical care can protect me from any harm. How many of you know that's a lie? And sometimes we don't do our kids any justice by letting them know that difficult things do happen. And the storms will come into your life. The question is, will you stand, will you survive in the storm? That's the question, isn't it? Jesus says there's, there's two types of people. He says there's people that survive the storm. There's people that don't survive the storm. In this chapter of Matthew, as we close the Sermon on the Mount, he gives us a couple of different analogies. He says there's, there's these people called rock builders. Reach over, touch your neighbor, say, are you a rock builder? Are you a rock builder? Or here's the other one, a sand builder. A sand, ask him, are you a sand builder? Are you a rock builder or a sand builder? Some of those kids are like, I'm neither. I play with Legos. I play on my Kindle. I play on my iPad. That's right. You got it, Caleb? And so, in this chapter, Jesus makes different references. We're not going to go back and read them, because some of them we read last week. But he said, there are people who are on the narrow gate, the narrow road, walking with Christ, and there are people who are on the wide road. The... <laughs> So, children, let me introduce to you a little phrase called a Freudian slip. And uh, I promise I had nobody here in mind. All right. (laughs) The wide road. I speak for a living. And so, the narrow road and the wide road. That's a tongue twister, man. That was dangerous. Jesus says, those who are on the narrow road... They're walking with God. And he says the end of that narrow road leads to life. He said there's a lot of people, they're on a wide road. And it seems fun and everybody's on it. They're like, yeah, we're on the wide road. This is fun. This is better than the hard, narrow road. But Jesus says the end of that wide road that a lot of people are on leads to destruction. That's not good. So that's the first analogy, two different types of roads. He's saying there's two different types of people no matter where they are, no matter what their religious beliefs are, no matter where they go to church or how old they are, there's two different types of people. People on the narrow road, people on the wide road. Then he says, there's two different types of animals. There's sheep, and then there are wolves. And he said, some of the wolves, though, dress up like sheep, and they pretend that they're sheep, but they're really trying to hurt the rest of the sheep. So he said, there are wolves and sheep. There's a wide road, and there's a narrow road. Then he says, there's a good tree that brings off of it good fruit that's yummy and tasty. Then he says there's a bad tree. That bad tree has some bad fruit, stinky, mushy, rotten, sour fruit hanging off of it. And then he says 
Now there is two types of builders, a rock builder and a sand builder. So he's reminding us there's two different types of people. The question I want all of us young and old to answer is, what type of person are you? Which are you? Are you on the narrow road or the wide road? Can't be on both. I know sometimes we think we can. Are you a wolf? Are you a sheep? Are you a good tree bearing good fruit? Or are you a bad tree that coming off of you is rotten fruit? Are you a rock builder or a sand builder? So Jesus tells us a story here, and we're going to look here in the scripture. And parents, it's a great time. You know, I know sometimes kids can be tough and wriggly, but it's a great time. Show them how to use the Bible. Show them where the verses are at. They can track along with us. And so let's look and follow this story in Matthew 7 that Karina did such a good job reading to us. He's going to talk about two different types of people. And then I'm going to need some help in just a second to help us illustrate this. And so you guys found it, Matthew 7, verse 24. We'll put that on the screen as well. But if you've got a Bible or grab a pew Bible, follow along. It says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. That's good, right? Who built his house on the R-O-C-K. The what? The rock. So that's the wise man. But notice what happens to the wise man in this story. Something bad happens even to the wise man. Something bad, because this world is broken and filled with sin, happens to all kinds of people. People who love God, people who go to church, people who follow Jesus. Look what it says. And the rain fell. But not just the rain. Not just the rain. What else happened? The floods came. Not just the rain and the floods, but the winds blew. And they beat on that house. Boom, 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 boom. Knocking that house all around. What happened to the house? But it did not fall. Why didn't that house fall when the storm came? Because, why? Why didn't that house fall when the storm came? Because it's built on the what? On the rock. It had been founded on the rock. Kind of reminds me of a different story, right? Keep reading with me. Verse 26 says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. So here's the second type of person. This is a foolish person who builds his house on the what? The sand. That's right. Thank you. And the rain fell. So we got the rain again. Same rain. And the floods came. And the winds blew in, beat on that house. But did that house stay standing? No, it fell, and the Bible says, and great was that fall. The storm's coming, folks. I don't get paid enough money to lie to people. All right? If I wanted to get paid a lot of money to lie to people, I'd go into advertising. And I'd buy myself a big house and do all kinds of wonderful things. I do this, I'm a pastor, because I'm compelled by the Spirit of God to tell people the truth. The truth is, rains come, y'all. Floods come to the best of people, 
to the nicest of people, to the oldest of people, to the youngest of people, these storms will come. But you can survive the storm when you're built on the rock. So I'm going to ask Nathan and Catherine to help me grab this table. If you guys will bring it right here, that'd be great. I'll get that. Or you got it. Awesome. Thank you. All right. A little demonstration here to help us. Yep, you guys will sit that right up here. That'd be perfect. Watch your step. Watch your step. Don't want any houses to fall today. Thank you. Let's give them a round of applause, Nathan and Catherine, Nate and Kate. All right, now I need, let's see. I'll put this right here. I need uh, a couple other volunteers. This is audience participation. <laughs> Kid volunteers. Come on up, Miss Carmen. You want to come? All right. Okay, you're coming. All right, a girl and a boy. Uh, we're going to need this here. Good. All right. Can all the kids see? You guys come on up here. You guys come on up here. Excellent. All right. All the kiddos can see. We got two kinds of builders here. Okay, you guys have the job today to do some building with some blocks. Okay? So two types of people, two types of builders. But guess what? They get the same materials to build their house. Right? And a lot of us, our houses look just alike. Our houses are built out of the same material. It's not the material of the house. It's the material of the foundation. Amen? All right. So, Carmen, here, you get to build here. What do we got here? Sand. All right. Put that down there. I made a sand castle. All right. Liam. You get to build on the R-O-C-K. What's this? The rock. Well, this is a nice little brick here. All right. So you guys go ahead and take some, take some blocks. Build yourself a nice little house, whatever you like. To, you can take some more if you'd like. Go ahead and build right there, and you get to build there. Make a nice, beautiful structure, whatever you'd like to do. Build it. All right, that's looking good. Doing some good building. Oh, you changed your mind. That looks good. You can keep building. I'll give you guys 10 more seconds. No pressure. Pretend like you're playing Minecraft.
All right, you guys ready to count down? You guys ready? We're going to count down. You guys ready? Oh, oh. I think you. All right, you guys ready? Just take take your time. Take your time. We're going to count down. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, perfect. Nice job. Give the round of applause. All right. So everybody's happy. They got their nice houses built. Oh. You know what? You can rebuild that. You can rebuild that. Actually, yeah, but yep, this, you were shaking the table there a little bit. So we got two builders, right? And what happened to the first builder, the rock builder? Says the rains fell and the storms came. You guys ready? You ready for me to pour it on his house? Says, oh man, the floods came, rained all up on his house. But what happened to his house? It stayed. You want to give me that other jug of water? You think you can carry that? All right. This will be exciting. Nice work, bud. Good. But it said the house stayed, right? Because it was built on the, on the rock. But this house says the rains came, the floods rose. What happened? Oh, no. Oh, no. What happened to the house? Oh. What happened? The house fell, and the Bible says, great was that fall. Reach over, touch your neighbor, and tell them, great was that fall. Give Liam and Carmen a round of applause. Great job. You guys take a bow. Thank you for, yep, you may be seated. Great was that fall. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, which are you? Are you a rock builder? Or are you a sand builder? Here's the trick. Everybody wants to say, of course, pastor, I'm building on the rock. I'm building on the rock. Of course, I go to church. I'm here today. I'm building on the rock. You guys ready to figure out what the difference is between a rock builder and a sand builder? It's not as obvious as you think because a lot of sand builders look good. I mean, if we're honest, that was a really nice looking house you built. That was good. That was, that was better than I could do. Look back at the scripture. Let's see what it says, right? Verse 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine. So the rock builders hear the words, right? They hear the words. But then it says this. And does them. What does that mean? That means they hear the Bible. They hear what their teacher is saying. And they put it into action. They do it. They just don't hear it only. They are the wise person who builds their house on the rock. Go to the next, uh, skip two verses with me though. Verse 26, verse 26 says, Everyone who hears these words of mine. Do you know what that means? 
That means the sand builder is hearing the same words. They're listening to the pastor. They're in church. They listen to their forage kids teacher. They listen to their parents when their parents read the Bible. But there's a difference. Two people both hearing the Word of God, both hearing the Bible. What's the difference? The sand builder says this. He hears these words of mine, hears these words, and he does not do them, or she does not do them. You know, it's entirely possible to be in church for a long time and be building your life on the sand. The difference is, are you putting into action? Are you doing what the Bible says? So what's the difference? The rock builders hear and do. They hear and do. The sand builders hear and they don't do. They come in church and they go out of church and they go about their lives doing what they want to do. Boys and girls, sir, ma'am, are you a rock builder? Are you a sand builder? How do you know? Are you hearing and doing what the Bible teaches? That's the question for us this morning, but also for every day of our lives. Because how many of you know the storms come in life, but there's also a great storm coming where every person, man, woman, child, boy, and girl will have to stand before the God of the universe. We'll have to stand before the Judge Almighty. And will we survive that storm? Well, if you built your house upon the rock, you'll be fine. Because your righteousness, you getting into heaven, will not be of your own good deeds. It will be because you've built your house upon what? Upon the rock. And you will stand before God and say, I, I, I failed, God. I made mistakes. I have sinned. I have fallen short. But I, I did my best to build my life upon the rock of Jesus. He's the only one I know. He's the only one I'm cherishing. I'm not cherishing my church attendance. I'm not cherishing uh, that I, I was perfect because nobody's going to be perfect. Kids, how many of you know nobody's going to be perfect? Right? Adults, how many of us know we're not going to be perfect? Our hope is built on nothing less, as the old song says, than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So we're going to transition now to our time for the Lord's Supper, and I'm going to get ready to pray. And uh, parents, as uh, you received in your bulletin, there's an opportunity to talk with your kids about the Lord's Supper uh, in the bulletin there. And, um, and what the Lord's Supper is, is a reminder of what Jesus did for us so that we can build our house upon the rock of Jesus Christ. The Lord's Supper is a, is a reminder. Just like we did this little thing up here, we need a reminder. None of us were there when Jesus died on the cross, were we? Nope. But we get to take the Lord's Supper, and it's a reminder. So I'm going to ask the men, come make the Lord's table ready. And if you're here today, if and you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, you're a Christian, you might be from a different church, you might be from a different denomination, you're welcome to celebrate the Lord's table with us. But if you're here today and you don't know Christ, we would like to offer you how to be building your life on the rock. And so we'll let you know how to do that at the end of the service. And so when the plate comes by, just let it pass by you. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to be like, oh, oh. No, we've all, we've all been there. We have that opportunity to let it pass by us and then receive the true bread of life, receive the true forgiveness of life. And so I'm going to pray. 
Parents, this is a great time to have a conversation with your kids about what is the Lord's Supper. It's okay to say to the kids, hey, we're not ready yet. We're going to talk more about that at home. That's perfectly okay. Well, Pastor, why would we let them see it and not be a part of it? So they, they can have the opportunity for a discussion. They get to see you do it. They get to understand the true meaning behind it. It's not just religious rituals, but there is a deeper spiritual meaning behind it. So let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Father in heaven, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you died on the cross to pay for our sins. And we hear that day in and day out. I know these kids hear that day in and day out. We hear that as a church. You died on the cross for our sins. But Lord, help us to be hearers and doers of the word. Help us not to know that just factually, but to cherish, to prize, to love, to be uh, adoring Jesus Christ, our Savior. Help little minds to understand that. Help them to know they need to be prepared for the storm. Help them to know that they can navigate the storms of life only when they build their lives on the rock. Thank you, Father. As I was reminded by one of our brothers, one of our elders praying today, thank you for the victory. That Jesus defeated all the powers of death, of hell, of all the storms. He defeated all those so many years ago on the cross. And we get to celebrate victory today. Victory in 2019. Because of the rock. Jesus Christ is his name. He's the rock. So, Father, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen.